This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. Technology tends to improve as it matures, and that's certainly the case with LED displays marketed as being transparent. The first generations looked okay from the front, but the backsides were big metal grid arrays that often look like hell. That's improved a lot with newer generations, but the technology has emerging competition in the form of displays embedded in foil or film. I was intrigued by some online posts recently from a Dutch company called Cobster, which is the sales and marketing front end of a Chinese manufacturer focused on displays that use chip on board technology. That's the COB part of the name to make super skinny displays that use a transparent film material as the surface. That means the display can be transparent and either adhere to window glass or laminated inside the glass. The product has a foil layer that peels off and allows the display to be stuck to glass and then if needed, pulled off, rolled up and reused. I had a good chat with Marius van Bergen the company's founder, about the roots of the product, his Chinese manufacturing partner, and the distinctions and benefits of chip on board versus other LED technologies. Marius, thank you for joining me. Can you tell me what Cobster is all about? Uh, Hello, Dave. Thank you for having me. Um, Yes, well, Cobster, um, it's spelled C-O-B-S-T-R, and C-O-B stands for chip on board. Now, chip on board technology has been around for you know, a long time in the lighting industry. But um, uh, my business partner is ch- in China was the first one who has uh, been doing this for LED displays. Mm-hmm. So she is actually the one who's filed patents and she made some mistakes, but it's a woman. Um, you know, I respect her a lot because she's, it's, it's a tough environment in China to, you know, to make it as a, as a company without... Um, help from the states and when you have to fight the big dogs but she's uh, she's very impressive when it comes down to technology um, which is not my core business I'm, I'm just a person who studied Chinese and who knows China a little bit but um, we hooked up um, let's see uh, about 10 years ago and um, we've been going to ISE and you know trying to get a little bit more um, renowned and and you know the thing with um, with Copster with with COB for displays is it's not very easy to do. Um, you know the big dogs like Epson and Layard and Ledman they, they, they're all trying, and we do a lot of R and D um, for some of the big boys because they don't really master the technology. Mm-hmm. But it is the only way. I mean, that's the way I interpret it anyway. It's the only way forward for the lead industry. Um, it doesn't matter if you look at it from um, a sustainability point of view or if you look at it from an economical point of view. There's just no way around it because 
you know, you skip an entire step in the in the production process because you don't have packages, which mm. makes it um, a cheaper technology. Theoretically, I have to add theoretically, because if you're a big company and you can buy lead packages in bulk, then of course you have some price advantages. Mm -hmm. So, what's basically happening is your mass or with chip on board, you're able to apply a lot more LED light emitters to a surface without having to do the packaging and you're, you're skipping an entire step and also speeding up the process. Is that a accurate way of describing it? Yes, it is. Um, and the package manufacturers, which is, are also usually very big, you know, uh, operations, they don't like us very much because if we don't need a package, mm -hmm. um, we don't, we don't need their product. Um, the, the, the big advantage is, and that's basically what our R&D has, has been all about, is that you reduce the number of components, and so you reduce the vulnerabilities within a display. So is your company kind of the sales front end for a uh, Chinese LED manufacturer, or is it a partnership where you're kind of co-developing something and it's coming out of the Netherlands? It's coming. No, the, the manufacturer is in China, so it's right. it's a business partnership um, where they uh, concentrate on the Chinese markets. Um, where I'm a little bit involved as well, because uh, well, that's that's a different story. Maybe I shouldn't get into that. But um, <laughs> I, I basically um, start with marketing and business development in Europe. That's that's my my main responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, I got interested in this because I saw something on LinkedIn talking about LED uh, and COB LED on foil. And I, I thought, okay, this is interesting. There, there's a company in Germany, probably a couple hours from you, that has a foil-based product, uh, lower resolution, super lightweight. And so I, I saw this and thought, oh, are you reselling that or is this something different? Uh, we're not reselling that. No, this this is our own product. Um, what we have seen, because we introduced, it, it's a new product. We mm -hmm. had our first sample back in 2019, I guess, that when, when COVID broke out in, at ISE, mm -hmm. we showed it. Um, it was a prototype that was, uh, you know, we lit it, but we didn't display any images on it. But we um, took advantage of COVID to really bear down on the R&D. And we have now a, a finished product that's finished um, and ready for mass production. And we introduced it. So it's, it's hot off the, off the press, really, because we introduced it at the uh, Science and LED Display Exhibition in Shenzhen uh, last week. And we saw there's a couple of other players who are also getting into this area. Um, so I guess there, was, there were about five companies also doing LED foil. But um, from our point of view, a very different um, level because mm -hmm. it's, their foil was SMD-based and also no flip chip because they don't have the equipment. And, uh, and you know, without going into the technical details, um, they have about 2,000 nits uh, brightness and we have 7,000 at the exhibition. And we can do much more, but at the exhibition, actually, because, you know, we're very proud of the product. There were people with a, a luminescence meter who were, who were measuring the brightness and they said, oh, 7,000 nits, that's, that's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. uh, when you say foil, I've, I've looked on the website and, and when I think of foil, I think of 
you know, shiny metallic material. But is it that, or is it more of like a a film? Yes, film would be maybe a more accurate word because it's transparent. We can make it okay. non-transparent also, but it is transparent, and that's one of the um, um, markets that we're looking at, obviously, because you can put it, uh, you can use it as a window display for the um, for the retail industry. Okay, and and how would you apply it to a window? Would it be adhered, or is it just kind of hanging? We're looking at hanging also, but um, the original idea was adherence. So mm-hmm. you, it has a protective foil, and when you take off the foil, it adheres so it sticks to the glass. And um, you know we have great viewing angles. It looks pretty damn nice, if I may say so. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we've encountered now, because we, we sold some uh, to a store in New York, but... Um, as it turns out, there's regulation that you're not allowed to um, stick a foil like that to the window. So I think they have a regulation that it needs to be eight inches from the window. They don't have this regulation in China, and I'm sure it's not like that everywhere. But you know, those are some of the challenges you run against when you're um, working the market. Why do they have that regulation? I have no idea, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll find out. Find out. So, it, 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 if it is adhered to window glass or partition glass or something like that, uh, what's I, I understand the transparency is going to depend on the pixel pitch, uh, you know, the amount of LED in there. But what, what kind of transparency can you realize? Um, we and I don't. I have to admit, I don't know how they measure it. But we have actually two products. We have one with LED strips um, that are still visible, and there's the more transparent product. And the product without the strips, um, we claim again. I don't know how we measure it, but 89% transparency, which is you know, which is not mm-hmm. bad. Right. And can can this work outside outdoors, or is it purely an indoor product? Um, we sell it as a semi uh, outdoor or indoor product, but we can make it outdoor as well. It just takes uh, more protective um, measures, so it, it's a little bit more expensive if we make it um, for outdoor applications. So by semi, you mean it, it would be in uh, a, like a sidewalk window or something like that is protected, but it's intended for an outdoor viewing. Yes, exactly. Or public spaces. And what, what are the other benefits to it? Is, is, are, are there weight benefits or, or like how do, you, how do you, when you're pitching this, what are you saying are the, the key reasons you want to take a look at this? Well, like you said yourself, it's very light. So, um, you know, instead of um, carrying these these lead cabinets, which weigh a lot, you can just walk around and just hang them in front of a window or have them on a roll and let them hang down. They're very thin. It's actually we're between one and one and a half millimeters. So it's extremely thin. Um it has no frame, which is another big advantage. So you don't, when you have a lead mesh, mm-hmm. you have this frame that you have to install in front of a window. So all of that we, we do not have to do. And another advantage, again, that's what I mentioned before, is the sustainability component. Because sooner or later, everybody's going to have to switch to COB. At least that's, my, that's the way I look at it, because it's just 
too polluting to have this package industry uh, go on. And it's a race to the bottom, really, because it's all about, um, you know, mini lead and micro lead and, and getting as small as you can. But it's still based on packages and the package is just, uh, it's not necessary. It's, it's uh, less complicated, but it's, it's not necessary. So would you see a day when you would be using micro LED as the, 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 the light emitter, emitters or COB is kind of the way forward? Uh, well, we believe um, very strongly that COB is the way forward. But you can, you can do theoretically, again, um, because we don't have the purchasing power. Um, but theoretically, you can, do, you can do micro with a COB technology. So without a package, you can, it's something, it's called perpendicular uh, stacking, which is kind of, you know, maybe it doesn't mean a lot to, to people who are not into the technology, but it, it boils down to you, you're able to go to a very fine pitch um, with, you, with COB, so without a package. So it's it's definitely possible to to get into that area, but you know I don't see micro LED um, getting very mature within I don't know five five years or anything. It's just too expensive right now. Mm-hmm. And what would you be paying roughly, at, whether it's in EU or US dollars, for a, a square foot of this material to put in something like a window? Uh, I don't feel comfortable talking about pricing right now. It's just, <laughs> okay. yeah, we're, we're, we're talking to, to prospects um, and, and we're having the discussions, but we will be selling it by a square meter. Um, and it's, it's not a cheap technology, uh, let, let, me, let me put it that way. And the reason mm-hmm. is because each um, lead chip also has its own uh, IC driver. So th- there is a cost attached to reaching that kind of brightness that we mm-hmm. uh, that we have. But by having each IC driver like that, there each each light is addressable, right? Yes, exactly. You can control it and fine tune it and do whatever you need. Are there uh, physical limitations or dimensions to how you do this? Like, are they rolls that are two meters wide or something like that? Or so, if you want something that's six meters, fitting a six meter area you'd need three rolls side by side yes well we can make them um, in 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 length that pretty um undefined we, we we can make rolls of 20 meter and we can connect them and go even longer but the width for now uh, and that's you know it has to do with the equipment we have uh, is 32 right. centimeters if i'm not mistaken so you put rolls next to each other and then you can build up a, a bigger area and it's cut uh, you can just cut it like like you know, have lead strips at the uh, at your local diy store you can cut the the, the foil actually and make it um, uh, fit for purpose which is another really nice property of this um, lead foil or film if you want because it, you can make all kinds of shapes with it um, and that makes it a very a suitable product for creative uh, projects are you restricted to rectangles as the shapes or squares, or can you could you do something round? No, you can do you can do anything round. You 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 think of it, and you can basically do it because it's so flexible. Okay, so you could conceivably cut a big round disc and put put it on uh, window glass, except in New York, 
and uh, <laughs> connect it through some sort of like super thin filament wiring or whatever? Yes. Well, it it it, it it's not as if there, there are no limits, obviously, because you know the yeah you don't have to uh, you shouldn't cut the the circuits that are crucial to the to the system. But basically, yes, you you, you can do a lot of things um, uh, and all kinds of shapes and forms. For over a decade, ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed, licensed content such as news and weather. We handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect, a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at screenfeed.com. What are the challenges you face in selling this? I would, I'd, I'd imagine a key challenge is that people don't understand that you can even do this and also that perhaps what they've seen in terms of transparent film at uh, trade shows, if they're pro AV people is what uh, companies like LG have, which are, you know, LED on film, but pretty coarse, so to speak, pixel pitch that you'd look at and go, well, that's kind of cool, but I, I, I'm not sure what I could actually do with that. Yeah. And LG is, is, is one of these companies that as far as I can, you know, understand it so far they haven't managed to really market this thing maybe because of price i don't know they have a brightness of only 2000 nits i think um, and it's pretty coarse as you say we we have a p10 a p8 and a p6.67 now that we are um uh, selling in china uh, well we've, we're selling the first samples i should say um, but we can go down to 2.5, and we can probably go down even further. But then, you know, where's your transparency? Because that's what we're looking at. And when you're asking me about applications or potential clients, um, I'll give you an example. We, we're talking to a very nice Dutch company. It's called Hollow Connects, and they make these uh, holograms, you know, the 3D. Right. Um, and there's only three, I think, uh, companies doing that. There's one in the States. There's one in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, uh, and there's one in in the Netherlands, and it's a very nice product. And they're thinking, you know, if we use that film, uh, maybe we can do more than just show the hologram. You can actually, you know, show an NFT with a metaverse world or something like this. You know, it's it's wherever your imagination takes you. But you 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 can add this digital layer to mm -hmm. the hologram um, to the box, which is a very nice uh, would be a very nice application. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I've been paying attention to quote-unquote transparent displays for years now. And when I've seen the mesh-based LEDs, I thought, those are getting better. They look really good from the front now. But when I go in behind them, they've improved, but they still look like a mesh or a grill. And when I've seen uh, most of the transparent uh, LED on film products, they look really nice from the front. And when I look at them from the rear, the, the non-business end, uh, it, it's reminiscent of kind of uh, the old uh, printer ribbon cables, that sort of thing, where uh, it, you s see these plastic kind of 
long horizontal or vertical strips. What what do these what, what does your product look like from the non-illuminated side? Uh, the very honest answer, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I'll explain why. Because, you know, we've been focusing on, on introducing this product last week mm-hmm. at, at, at the fair. And uh, that's the reason why I haven't got a sample yet. So we've been, we've been producing for, for the fair and um, our first distributors. We, we're building a distributor network in China. Mm-hmm. Um, be, because that's you know, like I said, the factory is in China, and that's where our focus is for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still as soon as th- this week. Actually, they promised me that I'll get my first sample this week. Well, they send it my way this week, and then I'll tell you what it looks like from the back, or I'll put it on the website so that you can see. <laughs> but I've I've seen um, videos, obviously, and um, it's it's not intrusive. It's not like disturbing or or, or, or painful for the eyes. It's it's very it's actually quite soothing because it's transparent and the natural sunlight still comes into a space. Mm -hmm. And does all the light, uh, the generated light go out or does some of it bleed back into, uh, you know, to the, to the rear view? Uh, From what I can tell from videos and and pictures, it, it all, it doesn't bleed back into the, into the, Mm -hmm. into the room, the space. What do you see as the market for this? Hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's pretty broad. Um, we said retail industry, public spaces, um, the entertainment exhibition industry, um, Christmas market actually is an interesting one, because you know we have Christmas trees now with with the LED strips or the or the festoons, but you can do more than that if you have a, a transparent uh, ribbon that where you can show your Christmas balls or or, or snowflakes and stuff like mm-hmm. this. Um, and the create, you know, the creative projects. Is this the sort of thing that can be used on a temporary basis, or if you adhere this to window glass, it's on that window glass. You're if you're getting it off, you're it's it, you're pulling it off, and you're done with the thing. You can't apply it to another sheet of glass. No, you can apply it again. It, it it's 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 like a sticker, but but it's not you know it's it's not like you take off the sticker and 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 you're done with it. No, it it's 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 reusable. Um, but again, one of the big advantages is it's light and it's very thin, so you can transport it back and forth. You can actually also make fixed installations, of course, and use it like a like like a curtain maybe or or something that you you pull up when you don't need it and you let down when you do need it. So could this be a rental unit? Absolutely. W- within reason. I, I when you say you could transport it, could it actually be rolled up or do you put it like on on some sort of a flat with, with pieces of cardboard or whatever on both sides to protect it? No, well, it it has a protective foil that you that you remove when you when you use the 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 film, but it's rolled up. Yes, you you can't fold it because you know when you go you're ninety degrees, then you have a problem right. with the circuits. No, oh, so you, so the transport cost of this versus traditional LED cabinets would in theory be substantially lower. Substantially lower, and you you, you know there's. Almost no insulation once you you know when, once you have your content obviously and you have your setup but you don't have all these cabinets to build up which which are heavy you know you you know these cabinets they're heavy they're clumsy uh, they're not very practical and now you just have a roll 
you roll it up. So the entertainment industry is also uh, something that we definitely think uh, has potential for this product, especially with the brightness that we can achieve. When you're talking to potential customers and partners uh, in, in Europe, what are they interested in? Is it the transparency, the lightness, the ability to put in windows? Uh, both all the above yes 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 all, all, all the above um the challenge i think is going to be you know to determine uh, the right price for this product because it's like i said it's not the cheapest technology it's 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 cob it has its own ic driver pallet chip but it's still very uh, I, I think it's you know for for something like this which is um you know, people like to use the word disruptive, but actually, you know, if you look at it and, and you have a bit of a vision, you can actually see this thing um, going into the consumer market even. Um, you know, I, I'm biased, obviously, and, and price-wise, it wouldn't be something that you can consider at this point. But, mm -hmm. you know, we have our own mass transfer system so that we can we can go down with prices pretty quickly once this gets gets you know once it gets traction in the market is it just are your plans to sell primarily in the eu or are you looking at north america and other markets as well yes global um we're looking everywhere um the main focus right now is china um but europe the states um canada well you name it yes we we, we have a lot of um uh, countries that we look at so we'll, we'll see where the market takes us <laughs> right and are you selling direct or are you kind of developing country by country partnerships or reseller partners um, we haven't ruled anything out um, in China we'll be using distributors so um, just channel partners and do you you mentioned that there's some other companies that that have products as well that don't have the same level of brightness and so on are are are, are the do you consider those competitors or are they kind of like a going after a different part of the market personally i don't see them as competitors but um here again i'm biased because i have a very strong belief in in the woman who's you know the brains behind this technology and that's because I've been to ISE with her a couple of years, and I know that all the big, you know, all the big players that everybody knows, they know, they know this very small company. They know there's so much knowledge there, um, but they're, they're a bit afraid of letting us, you know, get um, on the radar. But it's it's mm -hmm. going to. I, I, I mean, I think it's going to happen. You know, it's. Um, it's just the way forward, like I explained. There's, there's no way around COB, you know, with everything going on in the world, whether you're a you know, climate activist or climate denier. Um, sustainability, it's just from an economic point of view, you know, you, you don't buy a package, so you have a cheaper product and a better product at that. So I, I really believe that we have technology that's, um, that's you know, has a bright future. When you talk about the, the quote-unquote green signage aspect of this, it, it, are, are the benefits around energy savings or is it uh, as much about the manufacturing footprint that you don't have the same amount of material that you're required to produce a display? Well, it's both as well. It's, it's not only the material. It's also, um, like I 
um, said, it's, we're very strongly, uh, we have a strong R&D background. So it's all about reducing the amount of components, um, get better heat dissipation and uh, use less power. Okay. And the company, the Chinese side of this, are they in Beijing or or uh, Shanghai or Shenzhen or somewhere else? Dongguan, the, the next right next to Shenzhen, but um, the, the woman who started it all back, you know, uh, beginning of 2000s, she was she's from Sichuan. I don't know if you know where that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she started out with a, with this very small company, almost a sweatshop, doing um, you know the the, the traditional um, modular displays, you know, the mm-hmm. dot matrices. And from there, she, she, she evolved and she got this idea. She was working for a PCB uh, company from Taiwan. And then she got this idea, what's this SMD all about? And then she started thinking about COB. And it's very interesting how she you know, developed. And then she moved to Beijing. Then she moved back to Shenzhen. And now we have a factory in Dongguan. It's, it's not a very big factory. It's very clean. It's very nice. And um, yeah, we're very confident. And I... I... I assume part of her thinking, uh, you know, along with her interest in COB, is just simply that there are so many LED manufacturers in China, particularly those addressing the, the, the domestic market, that if, if you're going to be successful, you somehow or other have to come up with some kind of differentiation, right? Yes, very true, very true. And and again, it's 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 more. I think and maybe it's not a wise thing to say on the podcast, but I think maybe it's changing a little bit, but very much mission driven. Like we want to educate the lead industry. Why are people making all these packages when it's not necessary? Um, and and so there, there is a very strong um, drive on 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 educating the industry and and making. Uh, it's clear that COB is the way forward. And we, we, actually, you know, COB is, is only um, a name, but what we have now, we, we actually call it COBIP because it's chip on board integrated package. So it's actually a sealed assembly of a LED chip and a, an IC driver within one pixel. Hmm. All right. Uh, if people want to know more about this, where can they find you online? Online, you can find us at cobster.com so that's c-o-b-s-t-r.com and the chinese company's name is wei chao shun but you can ask me and uh, i'll be glad to share all the information yeah i'm not even going to try to spell uh, the chinese company's name (laughs) (laughs) well yeah that's up to you (laughs) yes all right uh, marius thank you very much for your time dave thank you very much for having me and uh, it was a pleasure that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 169, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 169 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 169 is not a press release republishing mill like a lot of this stuff out there. If something makes it on 169, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 169 is free. 
Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 16.9, the blog and the podcast, are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.